Real fake fact. Turns out humanity's been dealing with racism the wrong way forever. And that all you needed to do was take a knee. Taking a knee before the anthem or during the anthem is even 10 times more effective. It brings awareness to everyone and suddenly we're, we're all not racist anymore. That's the, that's the real reason it's a move in football, right? To avoid getting hit. So you just take a knee and all of a sudden it's Cuts off the violence. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Means that the play is over. We can move on. Yeah. I saw the MLB thing on it and uh, they, you know, granted, I'm, I'm more appreciative of the fact that they nailed. They, they took a knee for 20 seconds with silence, no anthem. And then they did the national anthem afterwards. So I think that's I think that's a better way to deal with it. But at the same time, when you kneel, even at a sporting event or something, you're doing nothing. You're essentially, listeners, you're essentially just taking your time to sign a petition. You've accomplished nothing. You're not telling people who are racist that they need to stop being racist. You're not convincing them otherwise uh, of it. Because the only thing that really stops racism, we've talked about it before, is literally education and a change of heart. Someone has to see that they want to change. And someone taking a knee does not change them at all they just see somebody taking a knee and they go okay whatever it's for the face of it think about how dumb that is like just it's completely pointless you're not accomplishing anything nope just you know preach open-mindedness and understanding and tolerance to your fucking kids that's your best bet don't tell them to shout someone down when they have an opposite opinion of you don't tell someone to call someone a bigot or a Nazi simply because they think something different than you that doesn't line up with your own beliefs. Because the people who used to do that and used to shout people down and used to make sure that they couldn't talk were the Nazis. Hello, hypocrisy. Like when I saw it, I was like, okay, you're taking a knee. Like you, you still haven't accomplished Accomplishes anything. nothing, much like being the director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Going to a game and not wearing the mask not that you mask. propagate. Goes to an like. empty stadium, sits down <laughs> directly next to two other people. Not six feet apart, directly between between them. And wears his mask as a chin warmer. <laughs> awesome. The hypocrisy yeah. is real. <laughs> Goddamn. I fucking hate people. I realize Dr. Fauci is a smart person, but at the same time, it is... Is he that smart? You call your your credibility into question <laughs> when you when you commit that kind of hypocrisy. Yeah, really, you do. It's just <laughs> the whole world is just completely fucking on its ear and stupid right now, and it's oh, yeah. driving me nuts. Like the whole world is a real fake fact right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels. The whole world is a real fake fact right now. I mean, if taking a knee solved racism, Martin Luther King would have would have solved it sixty years ago. Just, you know, just by pro, just by the way that they protested, asking for something to change, that they would, that was controllable by law. They were asking for something to change. You can't make it illegal for people to have their own opinions. So. <laughs> you can't make it illegal for people to be assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We're allowed to be assholes. I, I, I can't take your protest seriously unless you set yourself on fire. I mean, that's the ultimate protest <laughs> is self-immolation. Yeah. Well, like a like a monk in China. You know, yeah. I am 
absolutely enjoying the uh, correlation of people that people are making towards Tiananmen Square towards Portland. I'm like, yeah, that's totally the same thing. That's totally what's happening. <laughs> You're getting run over by tanks. Fucking morons. Anyways, we probably have like two listeners left by now. Everybody else is like, you guys are so fucking anti-woke. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just, you know, pro common sense logic. That's that's it. You stand before a door. You unlock it with the key of rational thought and common sense. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of lunacy, laughter, and logic. You're now moving into a land of both bullshit and fact about movies, video games, and nerd culture. You've just crossed over into the Geek Out Heroes podcast. So, welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. Miles. Anderson. Microsoft had their showcase, their game showcase. And, uh... So the last time they they did a a games thing, it was for Inside Xbox, and they had made the mistake of saying of stating gameplay would be shown, mm-hmm. and that was you know that was a bad communication. So people you know obviously everyone was like, oh well, they learned their lesson, and they did. And, and in all honesty, they never said anything that they were going to actually have tons of gameplay in this in the showcase. They insinuated that they were going to show off more gameplay, but mostly they were going to they were talking about Halo expectations at that point should be, well, there we're, we're going to just see games. We're not going to really see game. We're not really expecting gameplay. And if you had that expectation going in listeners, that's the proper expectation you should have had. Yeah. Uh, because they really did not show a lot of gameplay. I mean, Halo had some. the most of it. You the got entire thing. like four times as much gameplay. <laughs> yeah. That's not saying much. No, it's not saying much. <laughs> uh, I think Halo made up the, the, the most of it. It was about nine minutes. Um, and uh, it was so they, they, like they started off in a good foot saying, uh, Miles, you know, you pointed this out that they said everything that you're about to see is going to be available on day one on Game Pass. Yeah. So that's a good foot forward. That That's a uh, it's a hell of a marketing move. Yeah. They're, they're starting off right foot saying, hey, everything you're about to see is is available in the service that we've already created that is already a thousand times better than stadia and even better than playstation now yeah sony you're you're lagging i mean that was that was kind of a nice thing to uh to hear right from the get-go i'm like all right well even if Absolutely. i'm not sold on any of these games i don't have to worry about it as long as i have game pass i can check it out at my leisure so i was now, like that's, that's really nice there's one thing i do want to bring up is the fact that Everyone has been going into this thing, including us listeners, based off of what market or what Microsoft has marketed in the past of everything in this current generation for like the first two years of the Xbox Series X, that they would be making sure that all their titles were cross platform. They would be on the Xbox One, Xbox Series X and uh, PC. But that's not true. We saw plenty of trailers that literally just said Xbox Series X and PC only. And uh, they even had an entire section that they showed off in the, in their presentation that said, these games are only going to be available are console exclusive to Xbox series X. So I think that's kind of a miscommunication from, from Microsoft to begin with, because Microsoft started out talking about the fact that, you know, everything we see, you know, and not, not even in this, but like before this, uh, 
I think even since last E3, like everything they were doing was going to be made sure that they were going to have it on Xbox Series X and Xbox One and PC. Uh, and we were all going into this next generation expecting, well, Microsoft's treating this like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we know not everybody's going to buy the next generation right away and that there are going to be, you know, some people who are. So we got to make sure that we sell as many games as possible on all of our platforms. And that made sense. And they're doing that for some titles, but there are, there's a good handful of titles that that's not actually happening with. So when I started seeing some of the titles come up, I'm like, well, none of them are really console sellers. So I guess that's, you know, I guess that's something. But at the same time, it kind of sucks for people who are even fans of any of those kind of genres or indie titles, especially that they wanted to play those. And they're like, oh, well, I can't play them on my current Xbox one. So I guess I have to go to an Xbox Series X. And it's kind of strange that the the titles that they chose to kind of put in that category of this is only going to be on the Series X and PC. Uh, I mean, one of them was even Forza Motorsport, which they didn't say beforehand uh, it was not put in into the uh, this is only available on Xbox Series X. But when you saw the trailer, when it was done, it said Xbox Series X and PC. That was it. Rather than the other ones where they all said Xbox One, Xbox Series X and PC if they were on all of them. And that kind of strange. Yeah, I see that so. for uh, State of Decay. says yep. uh, Xbox Series X and Windows doesn't say one. And yeah, you're tight. You're Forza. Was on there for yep. that. So was Everwild. I'm just taking a quick through, look through. I'm just kind of curious. You're good. Uh, so while you're, like while you're while you're looking at that, like there's there's a good handful of titles like this, and a lot of people are going, well, does that mean that these games are actually not going to be available for launch? And I suspect Forza Motorsports not going to be available based off of that information because it seems to me like they're going to try and make sure that they have whatever's coming out for the Xbox Series X or uh, around launch, you know, launch time for a console listeners, in case you don't know this, it's not day one launch for a console. Uh, when a company looks for looks at it, it's the first year that's launch. That's how it's been worded since the PS2. When I saw the, the Forza Motorsport, I was like, oh man, sweet. You know, they've, they've had a Forza Motorsport ready for launch, like almost every single time. Uh, but it's not going to be the case. In this case, it's actually going to be a while. Uh, I think I think they're going to be let, letting things. Yeah, there kinda, wasn't a date. Yeah, there there wasn't a date. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's going to be at least a year before you see something from uh, from from Motorsport. I think you'll probably see it in two years, in fact, uh, for that or for a console. And that's why you only see the Xbox Series and the PC at the bottom. But when they showed off Forza, they were like, oh, you know, it, it's all all rendered in game, and it shows all this dynamic ray tracing stuff like that. And you're like, man, that looks really cool. But at the same time, you have to sit there and go, well, it's also just says in engine. And anytime you hear in engine, that usually means controlled environment where you're not getting real gameplay because in gameplay, you get these anomalies and you can have these things that can, that can honestly just happen when you're playing a game. Whereas in engine, it's very controlled and precise and on what you're going to see. Although, I mean, in engine is still better than just full-on CGI trailer. <laughs> Agreed, which is what you got with State of Decay 3. Oh, yeah. Which that game's not going to look Miles, anything like that. <laughs> yeah, Miles and I immediately laughed. Like, when they were like, State of Decay 3, Miles, I think Miles' statement, the first one, or the, the last one was terrible. Yeah, it was, <laughs> like, there's, it has a lot of fans, and if you enjoy the game, you know, good on you. It, it was super fucking buggy for me, uh, to the point where I just stopped playing it. Um, yeah. 
And in the first one was very much the same way. Like it was an improvement over the first one, but not by enough to to really showcase how much time had passed between the two. Because I think yeah. there had been like easily four or five plus years uh, between the two titles. And this one, it's two years between when the when two released and this one was announced. I think. I think so. Um, something like that, and. I can't imagine, especially, I, I may be a bit pessimistic given all the development that we've had as of late, uh, but I don't see them fixing two to the point where it's completely playable. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it, it's kind of a common theme throughout the showcase. I've just seen CGI trailers and we're like, yeah. all right, well, this, is, this isn't the actual game. Yeah, that being said, so, I mean, the State of Decay 3 trailer was a nice trailer. but that's it that's all it is getting to the gameplay that we actually did to get to see they immediately went into halo infinite and they showed the screen and it says you know press the uh what we still consider ourselves the start button button. to start the demo and the demo goes into it and it almost immediately was visually kind of jarring it wasn't nothing was really landing it felt bland it felt flat watching it you're just like what like it, it just kind of like everything kind of felt off uh it didn't f- have the same feel of the trailer that we saw a year ago where you had all this dynamic lighting lights flickering smoke and all this shit and you're like man these are really cool environmental effects hope it's in the real game right and then we see the real game we're like oh it's it's okay looking i mean it, it's yeah, it well, doesn't it's, look bad it doesn't look bad but it doesn't look it doesn't have any kind of next generation quality to it. In fact, it looks a little more bland than it looks actually more bland than than Halo 5 in reality. It looks less graphically detailed. It doesn't look like it it has any of that pop. And the whole reason for that is the lighting. I sat there going, "Man, what the hell is going on here? Like everything looks off. Like shadows don't look right and stuff like that." It all has to do with lighting. It's all direct lighting in the game. And Listeners, if you want a really detailed description of like what's going on, go on to Digital Foundry. They actually do a really good breakdown of what you're seeing and why people are kind of sitting there going, oof, this doesn't look good. Yeah, uh, they did. They didn't mention that supposedly there's going to be a ray tracing patch um, put into the game to yeah. allow for it. And who knows, maybe that'll make up for a good chunk I, of it. But I would hope so. But if you're on the Xbox one and you're wa- and you're looking at this. The the goal that they're trying to write they're trying to hit for is 4K 60 frames per second and I think that is the incorrect goal. You are you're looking at it of oh well you know we we want to hit 4K because everybody has 4K now and everybody needs you know everything needs to be 4K. Not necessarily. And listeners, if you're one of those people who, who's oh what are you talking about? Hear me out. If the game were at 1440p and ran at 60 frames per second or even upwards of 120 frames per second, but it had all the dynamic lighting and all of the uh, ambient occlusion lighting and shadow effects and everything like that, that the game is missing now, wouldn't you rather have that experience at at a high frame rate than higher resolution, higher pixel count with less shadows, less detail at at just 60 frames per second? Wouldn't, Wouldn't you prefer having the prettier experience 
at a slightly lower resolution using all the techniques and tricks and, and tricks that they can use like checkerboarding and stuff like that to bring it up to res because right right now with some of the technology they have especially in PCs they have a lot of tech that are going that's going into games that make games that make up for not being able to be at 4K native so if you're not at 4K native it's okay the game still looks fucking amazing and it runs incredibly well so why not go for that goal instead of going for the 4K 60 frames per second. It just doesn't make any sense when you're trying to show off a game. And here's the thing. If you're showing off Halo as your showcase, and Halo is their biggest, by far, their biggest hitter for the Xbox. I mean, it's been untouched for so long. And that's what the, that's the, that's what Xbox is known for. You go to Halo. Xbox is known for that. It's literally what saved their console. So... You're going to show off a demo that's kind of lackluster, doesn't look as good, and that's your showcase event? That's for your showcase? That's to start us off? That doesn't set a good foot forward. And to those, like, listeners, if you're one of those people who are just saying, oh, well, it's just a fucking demo, give it, you know, give it a rest, you are looking at this in the, in the wrong light. This game is supposed to come out in a few months. It's supposed to launch with the Xbox Series X. It's supposed to come out in a few months. You're telling me in a few months they're going to fix all of this? We've had this experience before, Anthem. Anthem, we got an alpha, a beta, and a demo. Nothing changed between all three of those. And then the game came out, and the entire time we kept telling everybody, and we kept saying to ourselves, it's just a beta, it's just a, you know, it's just a demo. It'll be much more polished when the actual game comes out. This is just what they're what they're showing us to get us to understand the gameplay and stuff like that. It'll be fine. Game comes out, no different. It's the same fucking thing. So if you're sitting there going, oh, well, it's just a demo. We don't need to be so, we don't need to be so hard on it. Uh, you need to check yourself and realize that this game is coming out in a few months and that you need to be begging right now, 343, to possibly delay and hold off and make sure that the game is polished as fuck. Because right now what I saw was bad shadows, lower resolution shadows, terrible pop-in awful pop in for an open for an open area game. I don't even know if it's open world at this point, but it's it's open enough to let me see off in the distance and the amount of pop in, the amount of lack of detail off in the distance. I mean, Red Dead Redemption makes this game look like a joke and that's from a previous generation. You guys got to start asking, "Hey, can you guys delay this?" and maybe not have it at launch. I would be okay with it not being available on the Xbox Series X at launch if it means getting a better experience in the end. And for those who are sitting there going, oh, the game looks fucking trash, looks like the just a remaster of, of Halo, again, the reason is because of the lighting. It's because of the lighting that you're not seeing the details, you're not seeing the, the, the texturing and stuff like that that's going on. So when you're dealing with direct lighting, the direct lighting isn't acting like actual, like, like, well, one, it's not acting like real world lighting. And two, when anything is in shadow, it just becomes bland and flat. Like when you're you're when everything is covered in shadow, it just becomes bland and flat because everything that would normally have a uh, you know ambient occlusion around it, a small shadow underneath the shadow, or like over the shadow, like when you look at something that's in shadow, but you look at like its placement on the ground, there's another shadow underneath it on the ground. So it's the same thing of like, you know, put your hands together 
and you can see a sh like next to a light or anything, you can see a shadow cast by your hand, right? But when you look at the cracks where your hands are meeting, it looks like there's a deeper shadow there. That's what ambient occlusion represents in a video game. And since there's none of that in there, it looks weird. There's no, there's, there's no even contact shadows with Master Chief's gloves, his hands with the, with his weapons. That's why it looks so flat. It looks so strange because of that. So if they start adding those things in there, that can, that can fix a lot of that. Ray tracing, yeah, instantly will fix it. And we've seen how that works with Metro Exodus. Metro Exodus looks like shit without ray tracing. It looks, in all honesty, listeners, it looks kind of kind of old. Oh, yeah. It doesn't look that great. It looks like it's been, you know, it looks like it's, you know, there are portions of it that look really good. And then there are portions of it you're just like, man, that looks really bad. And a part of that is because a lot of it's in shadow. But you see that game with ray tracing on and it looks phenomenal. And you're like, oh, that, that's a thousand times better. It's because ray tracing is on. So if you're somebody who's sitting there going, it's, it looks like trash, keep in mind it could it can be fixed. That can be fixed. If you are somebody who's saying it's just a demo, keep in mind that this demo was shown off first thing for a showcase event just months before release and is being shown in the forefront as this, like you can say it's a demo as much as you want, but when you show off a demo like that, that's basically a representation of how this game is supposed to look when it comes out. Look at God of War. God of War's first demo was a guy playing live. It was Corey himself playing yeah. that game live on stage. And when they showed off that demo, that's exactly what we expected from the game when it came out. And that's exactly what we got. Actually, probably a little bit better. Yeah. What we got in real life when the game came out. So it exceeded expectations in that case. Whereas Halo showing this off and we're automatically going, mm, that doesn't look great. That looks kind of janky. Hopefully this can be fixed. And God of War had, uh, what, two years, a year before you know, after that demo, I think it was two years after that demo was first shown off of development. This game only has months. So, listeners, if I were you, I'd be asking 343, and we're asking 343 on this podcast right now, please delay. If you guys need more time, we are more than happy to give you more time. One of the things that, is shown, that has been shown through or to us as gamers over the past several years is that when a developer gets a little more time to work on something, some of the things that they can create are masterpieces. Last of Us 2, we weren't excited about the story, but visually speaking, its open areas are on a are on about a level 10, you know, kind of like Ghost of Tsushima, level 10 in detail and, and beauty versus Halo, which is showing like a level 7. Yeah, had some texture issues, but that was about it. But I mean, with with Halo, I was seeing, dude, I was seeing so much pop in and so much of the environment building itself as they were like as as things were moving through it. I was like, God damn, man, like that's bad. Like you have more pop when you have more pop in than a Ubisoft game. That's not a good thing. Yeah. I mean, that being said, I'd still play it regardless, but I, I would prefer I it to be it. Uh, um, maxed I mean, out. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a Halo fan. I, I would prefer the game to look prettier at a lower resolution and at a higher frame rate rather than and, and you know, you can do that by having it just GPU bound rather than at 4K native. I mean, 4K native, you're asking so much of, of any kind of GPU when you do 4K native. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, 4K. Go ahead. I was just going to say uh, also just a quick side note is if you watched only the live stream 
uh, go back and watch some of the videos because when it's an, a, a finished video, it's it's a much better quality than the live stream was. Um, so definitely don't judge everything you saw in the showcase based off the live stream alone. Yeah. And uh, the live stream has a lot of compression. I mean, it had oh, so yeah. much compression. It was actually dropping below 1080p. So uh, well below it, in fact. Uh, so, yeah, if you go back and watch it again. But I, I've seen it in 4K and the whole time I'm sitting there going, man, it still looks flat. Right. It I'm just saying like don't don't detail. judge it based off of the live stream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the live stream was bad. Um, so, yeah, it was it was. A little disappointing, a little, a little underwhelming. I expected a little bit more from it, and uh, I mean, three four three's already had like they've already had a hard time. I mean, Halo Five came out, and Halo Five was that that story was trash. Uh, it was bad direction, bad, bad, bad writing. Uh, overall, just choosing choosing to focus on the wrong things, and uh. A lot of people called it, you know, what's what's really funny is the amount of people who were like, oh, it's, you know, they're they're change They made changes based off of backlash. Uh, I I choose to think that 343 took it as constructive criticism when they heard, you know, fans go, wow, this story kind of sucks. Like, I don't care about Locke. I don't care what happened to him. I don't care who he is. Uh, your little mini series that you had with him didn't build up the character enough nearly for me to care about him. And the miniseries you had ignored lore from Halo regardless. So it wasn't worth watching. Uh, and to bring him in as a main, as, as practically the main character for Halo five, that was, that threw us all off. We went, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Like, what are, what are you having us play? Like, which, whose story is this? What, what is this? What is this even going to be about in the end? And it was just, kind of crap and it just it ended just meh yeah so going into this we have no idea how this is being treated because story-wise from the from the very the very beginning it feels like they're just going to ignore the almost the entirety of halo 5 alternate timeline (laughs) like oh what's going on like what is this what are you you guys showing us uh it's so it's so weird and hopefully they kind of wrap it all up and, and bring it all together but it kind of makes me a little concerned, especially since the fact of after Halo 5, the story was so badly received that, you know, they made the statement of, well, Halo Infinite's going to be a spiritual reboot. Well, okay, I can see how it's spiritual reboot by having it take place on a Halo ring, bringing back some of the open area environments and stuff like that. But I hope that you don't forget that yeah, there's a continuity here that that fans we all know that we we kind of want to see what happens with the story, and we kind of want to see things kind of get turned around and and become, you know, a better story rather than focus on oh well, you know, now Cortana is bad, and now you have to save the planet, save the galaxy from her, and uh, yeah, so the person that we fought extremely hard for and to keep alive and for only to be completely crushed. And it was a phenomenal story. We, it, they turn around and be, become the bad guy. Oh, okay, well, where are we taking this? And then to have five end the way it ends, where it just stops, just ends. We're like, all right, wh- what's going on? Where are we at? And then the beginning of this demo says, you know, a hundred and some odd days after we lost. I'm like, lost what? 
Was there a war? Did we have a war against the AI? Are you guys going to address any of that in the story? Because, God, I hope so. Because if this demo is just where how the story begins, I'm going to be a little pissed, to be honest. Because I need to have some kind of continuity here. I need to have something that, that actually connects the dots for me at some point. I've been with this series for too fucking long to not have that. Yeah, I. but, you know, I am glad I didn't hear from uh, Microsoft the words... Uh, games as a service for halo like when i saw that i was like all yeah. right yeah that was one At of least your concerns. my fears are unfounded so far yeah battle royale <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i would absolutely expect battle royale to be in the next game oh it'll be it'll be a a it'll be a uh a multiplayer mode that they'll add to it but oh that's 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 okay though a mode is fine when it's yeah. your entire game. Oh, yeah. When it becomes the entire game, then no, we're gonna, we're done. <laughs> if it we're pulls out, off finished. of Fortnite and completely fucks over its, you know, story driven audience, then yeah, yeah, that's so a problem. Anyways, like Miles said, it's a Halo game. I'll play it. I mean, it's, it, it'd be ridiculous not to. I'm probably going to I'll probably end up owning it regard like regardless of it being on Game Pass just because I don't like the idea of not owning a game where Game Pass is concerned because Game Pass can easily just remove a title no for right now i'm i'm totally comfortable with having stuff on game pass worst case scenario <laughs> if they re, you know remove the title from game pass if it's still something i want to own i'll go buy it yeah. miles is okay with rent to own i'm okay this time because yeah. halo 5 really pissed me the fuck off i get that yeah i totally understand yeah that's kind of like where i'm at with last of us last of us 2 is so like the story was so bad i'm like yep i don't care if i buy the next one i don't care if i ever play the next one yeah, in all honesty, doesn't matter how cool the universe is. I'd rather just go play the first one. <laughs> um, time with State of Decay. Uh, there's no chance in hell I'm picking up the third one, <laughs> dude. State of Decay two is so bad. I'm sorry, like it listeners, really if you like, if you like State of Decay, I played State of Decay two. I got through. Oh man, maybe twenty minutes, and I just I can't I can't do this. I can't do it. It's it's uh, it was such bad gameplay. I agree. Me. I did about an hour, and then I turned around, and deleted it. Yeah, it was janky as fuck. Uh, so now, if it was the guys that did, uh, what was that? Uh, that zombie game on uh, PlayStation? Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone. If it was the guys that from Days Gone doing a State of Decay game, I'd probably be cool with it. I'd probably be like, all right, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, fluid mechanics. Overall. But uh, Undead Labs, uh, that's all they have is State of Decay 1 and State of Decay 2. I, I don't have any real faith in them making a solid game uh, yeah. for the, on the third attempt. So. I see third some one. texture upgrades, and that's about it. Third one's going to be better, we <laughs> promise. Visually, it probably will be. <laughs> yeah. Gameplay? Uh. <laughs> so other... Uh, gameplay that they showed, we kind of got a little bit of uh, more feel of the game Medium. They showed off a little bit of gameplay for that. Nothing too extensive, very, very minor amount, but pretty, it came pretty similar to what they showed off before. Yeah. yeah, they came across very silent hill. You know, you play through two, you can play through two simultaneous worlds. Uh, the only thing that was missing was the siren. <laughs> Medium seems to be based off of the trailer they showed. Sounds to me more like it's going to be uh, have have more to do with the character's psychological uh, well-being and uh possible like their their past kind of you know 
like I said, more along the lines of Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and those kind of things on how whatever they're going through, how they that how that affects the environment, the creatures that they deal with, that kind of stuff. So. I mean, it was about as cool as the first time we saw it. The weird thing that really struck me was the fact that every time we kept seeing trailers for stuff that we had already seen, we kept seeing world premiere pop up. And, and some of them I wasn't they're going. Some of them I wasn't sure if I was uh, actually seeing that prior or just taking it for uh, uh, taking it for a given that it was saying world premiere because they like using that a lot. And yeah. some of it felt like they did say world premiere and uh you know, it's stuff that we had seen before, so it wouldn't be a world premiere. So it was, yeah, they should. They said world premiere before Don't Nod's uh, game, which I can't remember the name of the title. Uh, tell me um, why. Tell me why. Yeah, um, I have no. Interest I had that, in that awful either. song pop in my head every time I hear that lyric. Was it Backstreet Boys? Oh, tell yeah. me why. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In this case, it ain't nothing but a mistake. Um. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that game's going to be any good or not. I I lost I have low expectancies. <laughs> I lost interest in, with uh, Don't Nod after Life is Strange Two. Um, oh that yeah, game, that game rubbed me the wrong way. And so even even it, the uh, the continuation or not not the continuation the prequel of the first one the uh, Before the Storm even that yeah. was like uh, really <laughs> yeah it wasn't. But that that also wasn't done by Don't Nod, wasn't it? No. They uh they did not develop the prequel. They uh, another company did. Ah. Um, Square Enix is the uh, since Square Enix is the publisher for all of them, or was. Uh, I think this new one is actually being published by Microsoft, right? Because it's a it's a console exclusive for for the Xbox Series X. But uh, tell me why it looks. I mean, it still looks the same as when we saw it a year ago. Um, nothing, nothing new really that we saw from it. We sat there going, okay, well, I, I guess you could call it a world premiere if they're showing a little bit different, a little bit new stuff, but it didn't seem different. My word just doesn't have any value anymore. Huh? That word just doesn't have any value. Yeah. Yeah. It's like last, last couple of years when we kept hearing the word 4k on everything. Yeah. I mean, it will. Yeah. It kind of goes back to even like the PlayStation three when everything was HD, true HD, you know, 1080p. And it turned out that almost no games on the PlayStation three was, was 1080p and neither on the Xbox 360. Didn't even matter. It's just a marketing word. Yep. You're probably right. Probably just a way of, you know, marketing it out. But I will say the one trailer that was good and was absolutely excellently done. Grounded. Is that it? Grounded yeah. That's the one I want to so, try. Yeah. Super honest trailer for themselves. That was great. Uh, you know, if you're waiting for the most anticipated game, then keep waiting for Cyberpunk. I was like, yes, you guys nailed it. Like when they when they did that trailer, I was like, all right, way to go, Rare. Um, that was a good trailer for for a game to completely be honest about. Like, yeah, but if you want to wait for the, if you want something to play while you're waiting for that game. You can play our game, so not, not rare though. No, it was somebody else. Rare is the one that makes. Rare's doing the other one. Oh, you know, you're right. Rare's doing the other yeah, one. That's why they made that joke in there uh, that, from from Obsidian, the makers of games, not like <laughs> this one. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it looks like rare because it's kind of done in that style. Yeah. 
Which it comes out, I think, what, next week, so I'll give it a shot. Take a break from Ghost. Well, I think, yeah, I think we probably were going to give it a shot regardless, just because it's a multiplayer and we can all play it on Game Pass, so. Uh, that Looking was, forward uh, to Honey, I Shrunk My Kids, the video game. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the video game. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand how that game has a story or what it's a, or like where it's actually leading, but could we'll be fun. Out. We'll see. <laughs> but that was that was an excellent trailer. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Another trailer we saw was for a really anticipated game that originally we had been told by Microsoft that we weren't going to see until the end of the month, uh, and that was for Fable. Mm. And a lot of us have been looking forward to playing, you know, seeing another Fable game come out. We've been wanting another Fable game ever since Lionhead Studios were closed. Yeah. We were Good like, oh, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that trailer at the very end of it. And uh, the trailer was great. Yeah. The trailer was really funny. It had some good humor. But the downside is it was all CGI, so there's no gameplay. So obviously the game's still deeply in development. And it wouldn't surprise me at all, given the fact of how Playground Games turned Forza Horizon uh, into almost an MMO kind of style game where you had other players that could interact with you and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it kind of made sense with their racing game. I didn't really appreciate it sometimes <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't care to have other people in my game. Uh, even though they couldn't interact with me directly, it was still made me swerve out of traffic <laughs> if they were coming straight at me. Uh, so ultimately it just comes down to, do I really want to experience it in this fashion of, cause I mean, I like, I could totally see them implementing certain systems, like having online experience, uh, integration, like they did with Forza Horizon four and having us see other players and stuff like that in the universe, even multiplayer where we have co-op and I could see co-op and that'd be Which fine. Which started like, in three, but it was just like three, a mercenary. Yeah, was, yeah, mercenary stuff. And you went back to your game with cash, I think is what it was. Yeah, cash and XP, I think. Yeah. But having those kind of interactions like we did in Forza Horizon 4, that would be kind of a turnoff in the end. And I don't know if I'd really want to have that in my game that I've always wanted to just play a Fable game. You know, I just want to play an RPG. I'm, I'm t- not terribly concerned until we see something that's, you know, more concrete, personally. That's but. fair. I'm a cynical um, person, so I immediately oh yeah, go to the worst fucking case scenario. Um, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> sorry, listeners. That's just the way I am. And um, I realize also, it's kind of a pain in the ass. I'm a bummer of a person. Also under Obsidian's belt for their uh, projects is a game called Avowed. Avowed. Uh, it looks like... We all thought said Arrowed. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they're they're more or less kind of taking on kind of their own Elder Scrolls uh, kind of theme uh, game. Yeah, we uh, they we know that they could possibly do since you know they're responsible for uh, Fallout New Vegas. So, yeah. and even though it was a CGI trailer, it still showed more about itself than Elder Scrolls uh, Six did. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> and, uh, and their title, their title reveal trailer. I'm like, all right, great, that's cool. Where's <laughs> the game? Towards the end, though, we were all thinking the same thing, like. Balrog, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm gonna have a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I think, somebody, I think somebody was like, "Oh no, it's a dragon." I'm like, "I don't know, man. <laughs> that that looks pretty under, pretty deep underground for uh, for a dragon." God, I hope it's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I really do hope it's a dragon. Uh, yeah, it looked you know, it looked pretty pretty interesting on how they were showing stuff. That arrow goes super far. I don't think that's going to actually be the way it is in the game. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, arrows just go on way too far. All right. Uh, 
But, you know, when it crashed into a skeleton, Miles made the joke of, you know, oh, it's a deadite. Yeah, um, that's what I, my first thought was. <laughs> so that that made me laugh. It made me think of the old, uh, you know, old stop motion skeleton. But we'll see what we end up with. And it, I mean, it's not expected anytime soon. They said it's in development. And I guess, you know, I guess Obsidian's just got a lot of shit going on. They got a lot of, a lot of projects under their yeah, good on them. <laughs> and good on them. I mean, yeah. yeah, I guess that it pays to be owned by Microsoft now and you can expand your studio like that. They've also showed off that they're coming out with DLC for Outer Worlds. Yep. Which mm-hmm. I'm super excited for. I loved Outer Worlds. That was a fantastic game. If you have not played it, you should do it. And that actually has a date. Yeah, and it actually did have a date. Um September comes 9th. out in September. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I, I thought it said September, but uh, that's not too far away. Peril on Gorgon. Yeah. Supposed to open or supposed to be one of the other planet. I, I guess it's one of the other planets that we didn't get to visit in the regular game. That'd be my we assumption. All hoping that it lets us continue with our gameplay because I am looking forward <laughs> to hearing the chaos from Miles going to go get ice cream instead of taking over the entire organization as his dumb playthrough. <laughs> Uh, it's so much fun playing as Fry in that game. I wish you would have recorded it. I actually would have watched <laughs> you play as Fry. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking hysterical. Uh, that makes me want to go through and play as Bender. <laughs> stupid options. You can. You can be an hilarious. asshole the entire time. As I yawn through that. Sorry. Jesus. It's going to sound great in the recording. <laughs> I'm going to be editing going, really? Yeah, if we're human. <laughs> One of the uh, the pre-show ones that I didn't see when I first tuned in, but I did watch it before um, going uh, before we started the cast was Exo Mecha. Yeah, it looks like it just wants to be Titanfall in all reality. Like it doesn't look yeah, bad, that's what I got. It, but it's like, all right, clearly you saw this, and you're like, we can make that right. So, uh. Well, they probably figured Respawn's not going to make anything. Yeah, so. it's a very good point. Uh, <laughs> is it a good possibility that, you know, yeah. Respawn is essentially kind of comatose when it comes to their previous uh, licenses? Yep. Uh, we saw nothing from uh, the, the game they showed off in the previous Inside Xbox. The the game that's being, I can't remember. The, I can't even remember. The, that's how, how bland it is to me. I can't even remember the fucking name. Uh, the one that's being developed by the one guy in China. Oh, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I can't tight, remember Titan the name Fall of Titanfall Samurai yeah. hookshot game. Yeah. <laughs> all all in-game footage. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, um, tried to pass it off as gameplay. As gameplay, yeah. Yeah, I know which one you're uh, talking about. I don't remember the name either because, honestly, it wasn't cool enough to leave an impression so yeah but speaking of cool and not cool enough to leave an impression uh and i'll probably forget about this within the next couple of months is cross crossfire x crossfire mm-hmm. x yeah. yeah yeah the campaign that, reveal yeah super br- super bland shooter 10 yeah. you could have called it that and i still wouldn't I, i'd just be like all right it i don't know i listeners i don't know what about like i don't know what like what to say about it it's i don't want to bag on it because i mean i don't know if it's going to be a bad game or not right but at the same time it just seems like every other shooter i've played yeah yeah it's kind of unimaginative and and yeah it's there's 
there doesn't seem to be like any kind of imagination to it. It doesn't really seem to have like a story that I'd actually care about or be interested in. It reminds me of when uh, the PlayStation 3 launched and they had the the trailer for like the original trailers for Haze. Mm. And I saw that I saw Haze and I was like, wow, that's a super bland shooter. And everybody afterwards was like, oh, it's the Halo killer and nothing's the Halo killer. <laughs> so I just kind of thought, eh, that's cool. Good on you. Uh, if you like it, you know, you like it. It is what it is, but it wasn't one that really appeals to me. So I, that's, you know, basically it goes along the lines of there's a lot of games that they showed off that I have no interest in. And there's a handful that I do. And I have to decide uh, the handful that I do really worth owning a new system for. And some of them I would have to say, yeah, you know, I'm going to want to own the new system for it. I'm going to want to own, you know, I'm going to want to own the series X for Halo when they add ray tracing into it. And I'm assuming that they'll probably have a ray tracing patch, hopefully day one. Um, Otherwise I'll be waiting to play that. Right. But there are certain titles in there that I'm like, yeah, this this looks cool. I actually want to try this out. Uh, You know, one of them was the game from rare uh, that you mentioned earlier, Anderson, the uh, Everwild. Everwild has a really, has a really pretty art style for it. You can tell it's actually in engine. Uh, for that trailer, it's not all, you know, CG, it's not CGI put together. The only downside is, is I would like to have seen what gameplay, like actual gameplay for it looks like. So I yeah. know what I'm getting into. Uh, the vibe but, I got is maybe Diablo-esque. Overhead? Really? Yeah, overhead. I think that's off. Yeah. I could be wrong. I like, would say third person behind, over the shoulder. Over or the shoulder, maybe. First person. Exploration. Yeah. Yeah, exploration would be, my, would be my call. Adventure, but who knows? Uh, if it turns out the, to be, or, you know, if it turns out to be a top down. I'll be completely shocked. I'll be like, oh, okay, that's not what I expected at all. Right. Uh, another but one if of the ones co-op that was in there, the, I'll play with you. Yeah. Another one of the ones that was in the uh, pre-show that I didn't catch, but I, I watched prior to this was uh, Echo Generation. Yep, and uh, looks looks like Stranger Things meets Costume Quest. Which uh, I'm I'm down to try that out. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, costume quest was pretty fun. Yeah, so it's pretty entertaining. Looks like uh, you know it's, it's definitely imaginative. It's something relatively yeah. unique, albeit heavily inspired by other things. Yeah. And uh, listeners, they showed off. Uh, for some reason, they showed off Watch Dogs, and Watch Dogs still looks like Watch Dogs. Yeah. Uh, I think if you want a better better grip on what's going on with watchdogs. You're better off going and actually looking at uh, Ubisoft's presentation and their after presentation, which actually had a full, like a, basically a full length gameplay yeah. uh, showing off for that. So uh, I'd go there <clears throat> for, for more information on that. They'll give you a bigger, uh, a better rundown of what you can do in watchdogs. So uh, it was interesting to see like, Oh, watchdogs is going to be on Xbox series X. Like it's going to be on every system. Okay. Well, uh, it 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 makes me wonder when why they show like third parties like that at a at the Xbox at an Xbox showcase when they made a big deal about the fact that the Xbox showcase was going to be mostly about exclusives and stuff that they were getting they were primarily for Xbox like they show like listeners they show off like third party game third party titles but third party titles that were shown off 
Or usually uh, exclusives. Or, or usually had exclusives or something attached to them. They were part of Game Pass specifically. Like if it was part of Game Pass, you instantly got access to it. It was kind of promoting the fact that, hey, if you have our service and you have our consoles, you get to play this on ours for free. You don't have to go to our competitor. So, yeah, that makes sense. Watchdogs, I don't remember them ever saying anything about you being able to play it on Game Pass. So I didn't know why it was there. And the one that made sense that way, why it was there for Game Pass specifically was Destiny. And they showed off when they showed off Destiny. I was like, okay, well, it's Destiny. Why are you guys showing this off? And then they made the announcement that they were partnering up with Bungie to make Destiny a Game Pass game. Yeah. Not not exclusive, obviously, but you can play it on Game Pass for free. It's It's included in the service. Yeah. So and that includes the next DLC that we already paid for on PlayStation. Yeah, I was (laughs) already paid for on PlayStation. (laughs) It was one of those brief moments where I was like, well, I could just cross save my character and go back to Xbox and save the money. Yeah, I, like, I mean, but I already agreed to pay the as like granted, I think with the uh, the the shift, I'm still kind of allowed to cancel it if I really want to. But yeah, uh, I'm as like I, I play it on PlayStation because that's where everybody else is playing it on. So Yeah, that's where the rest of our group is on it. And but, at the same time, I kind of want to see how much that new uh, that new solid state drive in the next PlayStation, the PS5, how much that affects load times. Because <laughs> God damn times. it. <laughs> the load times in Destiny are atrocious. So that was the other thing that was kind of like I, really quick. That was one of the other things that was kind of disappointing with the Xbox presentation was the fact that they didn't really promote uh, the speed of the hardware. Yeah, They didn't talk about the efficiency of the solid state drive in there. And that was a little disappointing. Because, you know, overall, they didn't talk about any hardware listeners. And that's no, not they really, a bad really didn't thing. They didn't talk about you, the system at all. Yeah, but, but, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. But at the same time, when you have a console that's getting ready to launch and some we're expecting November, and you don't talk about the hardware capabilities and what it's able, like what it's actually able to do, uh, that's kind of weird for me. That, like when you're expecting other things like, you know, digital foundry or doing other events prior to that showing off some of the hardware, but you're not really talking about like how much more, how fast it is, how much more efficient it is at load times, stuff like that. That kind of makes me go, okay. So Sony's even talked about that in, in one of their presentations where we didn't even care to hear about it, <laughs> but they have an entire presentation where you can hear about the hardware and know how, know how efficient the, the console is and how it works but you guys haven't addressed that at all with your solid state drive. And then on top of that, they didn't even talk about project Lockhart, which is AKA the series S. So that didn't even get brought up. They didn't bring up pricing or anything like that. And the pricing thing, I know it wasn't surprising to you guys. It's surprising to me just for the simple fact that every time a console has been shown off and been shown off at E3 around this time, they always address price. <laughs> like I said, man, I, I didn't see it happening just but because that showdown but is going to continue until it can't. But I get why. I get why. <laughs> it's because we haven't seen, like, the, the last time Sony, and it makes sense from Microsoft's standpoint, it's because the last time they shot their mouth off and said, this is what we're going to cost, this is what we're going to charge, Sony turned around and said, ours is cheaper, and it's faster. And it does all these other things that your that our competition doesn't. And that was a killer on the Xbox One. And the Xbox One was just like, well, we're sticking to our guns, $500, uh, because we refused to get rid of the Connect, and every gamer went, this is a terrible idea, and Microsoft didn't want to hear it because they wanted to sell a proprietary hard- a piece of proprietary hardware. That was it. 
They literally wanted to sell you on the connect. They wanted to make sure that that thing was in every home and no one wanted it. And no one wanted to pay a hundred dollars more for it, especially when the console was actually weaker and was being and on top of that was being forcibly being being forcibly made weaker on its own just by having the hardware attached to it. I think it was like 10% slower because it had the connect, you know, onto it. And that was just 10% slower than what the Xbox could have done. Not 10% slower than the, the PS4. When you compared it to the PS4, it was 20 over 20% slower without the connect. So imagine the detriment that, that that's caused for a lot of uh, developers throughout the years and why games didn't per- perform so well on the Xbox one when it first launched for a long time. So I think Microsoft sat there and went, well, we don't want to shoot our mouth off and say, oh, it's, uh, you know, $450, $500. And then Sony comes out. Yep. Yeah, ours is 400 bucks. <laughs> and then, you know, or, or Sony, you know, Sony just says, you know, or it's 350, you know, whatever. They, they don't want to, they, they've got the standoff between the two of them where I think Sony's on the, on the side of like, we want to charge $500 and Microsoft's like, we want to know what you want to charge. Right. <laughs> so, so we can turn around and say ours is cheaper. It, it really feels like in terms of just the, the showdown going on is that, Xbox or Microsoft is really holding the cards on when yep. this shit gets laid out, and uh, yeah, it's it's been interesting and it's been funny uh, to watch, you know, everything go down. But uh, you know, I but it's it, yeah. we, we want to know where it's August. going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going in August. People are going. All right, I got to start figuring out how I'm going to save for this, and you guys are making me go. What will you know, I don't know what we're going to charge for it. We can't do pre-orders. <laughs> and what was really funny was there, there was that announcement from Sony that said like their demand, uh, I'm getting off track a little bit, but their demand for the PS five was so high that they're ramping up production even more. And I'm sitting there going, you don't know what the demand is at exactly. all because you don't know what pre-orders are. You haven't, you haven't even set a price. <laughs> we can't pre-order the fucking thing. How do you know demand is so high? Yeah, like, exactly. that doesn't make any fucking bullshit. sense. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. I was like, that's fucking horse shit. Is like you 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 could, you're you're saying that demand is high because you knew you were already running into production issues and that you might have trouble you know keeping everything in stock. Like exactly. now you're you're quote unquote ramping up production. That means you're probably going to make your quota what you were originally intending to begin with. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also made that statement of oh only one console per household. And I was like, <laughs> good luck trying enforcing that. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, listeners, for me, I'm going to need two of each, one for myself and one for my family members. So it, I don't share my console, yeah. <laughs> really. I don't. Uh, Miles is kind of almost the same case. Yeah. You know, he and, his, he and his wife don't share the same console because yeah. typically if they're playing, they like to play with each, They like to play games with each other. And or they have completely different tastes in games and he'll be playing something and she'll be playing something else. So it, it to having two consoles in a house, not unusual anymore. It's not like when we were kids. Yeah. Cause there are more and more gamers now. There are more of us. So now, now we actually want to have our toys. We want to be able to, okay, I want to play this while you go and play that. Hell we have that, you know, even now and we don't, you know, none of the guys, we don't live in the same house together, but you know, I'll be playing something and I'll be chatting with Miles online, but he'll be playing something completely different. That's been happening for the last, you know, three days. I've been playing Destiny 2, trying to get, you know, achieve or trying to get basically exotics done. And he's been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. 
I've been enjoying myself. <laughs> yeah, he's, been, he's been enjoying himself. It, I've been dealing with frustration. <laughs> it's not as frustrating for what's, what's really funny is like, I, I get really like it, it. My texting doesn't really convey all of my tone. And the thing is, is I'm not really ultra frustrated with certain things. There are just certain portions of a quest that are absolutely infuriating and do make them unfun. And they're only on selective ones. Like the, the one for the thorn, not a problem. Cause that's just a grind. I didn't care. I literally didn't care if I won or lost. I the only time I cared was when I was thrown into like I was thrown into a game where I couldn't do anything. Like where like I, I told you about this, Miles. It was the the thanks, you know, here's a coin for your treble matches that I have where I yeah. jump in and it's like the end of the match and <laughs> I'm sitting there going, Okay, I literally just jumped into a match that's the about rest of the finished. Team left. Yeah. And the rest of the team left or anything like that. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> like those <laughs> those matches suck. And that's where I'm like, this is where matchmaking fails. This is where matchmaking feels completely broken in the game. And uh so those are the times I get really frustrated. I was laughing primarily almost every time I would because I was when I was trying to do the thorn uh quest. When I was trying to do that, I was at the last portion of it where you just basically have to just just get headshot kills essentially. Precision kills give you the most uh, the the most uh, progression with it with void hand cannons. So I have a void hand cannon. And I'm just getting you know just using that almost entirely. It's not letting me play like I normally would for Crucible, but it's not awful. It's not the end of the world. The only downside is, is that while I'm doing that, it's right next to another quest that's for the last word. It's the draw, and I'm on a portion of that where it says you gain progress for making kills in Crucible, and you lose progress. It says impede. That's not what impede means, but you you lose progress for dying. So I think it's two percent per kill, and it's one percent uh, for death. So I'm sitting there watching this thing, and every time I go in to check on the thorn, I see the draw, and the, the draw, the the meter for the draw is every time I check is fluctuating. It's like you know, I, I went from like forty percent to four percent to fifteen percent to twenty percent to four percent to forty percent. It was just hysterical watching this thing. I'm like, I'm never gonna like. I just sit there laughing. I'm like, I'm never gonna get this done. Like this this quest will forever be in my inventory because I will never finish it because the task that they've asked me to do is just impossible for me. Yeah, especially while I'm trying to complete these other quests and the other quests require me to play in a fashion that I don't normally play in, which yeah. isn't awful. But but when I'm trying to complete those, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I could get progress with this, but it's not going to let me do it. And by the time I'm done with those other quests, I'm not going to want to play Crucible anymore. So the likelihood of me going back for Crucible to finish up that quest is <laughs> very unlikely. But I was able to, you know, in the in the past uh Three days, I was able to get two exotics done and a uh, and catch up uh, two other exotic quests to their final steps. So, and I think those are the only I think those are the only uh, ex- the only quests that I currently have that go to uh, the Crucible. Maybe someday I'll have another one that'll go back. More than likely, that's the case. But yeah, that was that was that was what I was dealing with, and it was hysterical because the the first two, the one that I had the most trouble with was the one for the Lumina and the Lumina was making me play. It felt so stupid trying to play that because you had to use, like I had to use the Rose for certain things and the Rose, while it's a decent hand cannon, it's not a great hand cannon. And on top of that, then there was the final step where I had to get a, uh, a kill on an invader in Gambit within 10 seconds of them showing up. And I listeners, I did it <laughs> easily 12 times easily. The 12th time was the easiest because I finally had a team where the, cause I, I couldn't get the, I couldn't get that one thing to pop 
that mission would not finish it out. And I finally had a team come in with me and they both sides agreed that they were going to help me out. And when an invader came in, he, he told me where he was on the map and I jump over there and I try to kill him within 10 seconds. And I did it several times and it still wouldn't pop. And finally, I just told you guys, like, you know what, let's just play the game like normal. We'll, we'll go through it. I appreciate their I appreciated their help very much. So, uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast, I appreciate it. I told them about us. I don't know if they'll actually do it or not. <laughs> Outlook, not good. <laughs> that's what the eight bell says but regardless they helped me out and i really appreciated that i finally got to pop and the only re- the only thing i think i can think of is i l- i literally left the game came back before i decided to go to bed and just did it one more time and it finally did it, it finally worked that was where like it's it's where they create mechanics that are just feel impossible or just don't work and that's where things become frustrating that's where things become unfun and that's something that i that bungie desperately needs to look into I mean, you guys really need to stop considering uh, Crucible as an end-all, be-all for getting certain quests and always make them optional. And I realize some of your quests, you're making them optional, but you're not on on other ones. We had the quest for the uh, Catalyst for the Wither Horde, and that thing requires you to get kills on Guardians. It requires it. You have to get 100. Now, are you going to get 100 kills in Gambit? No, not unless you're a really good fucking invader. So you better go into, into Crucible and try and rank those up as much as possible. And it's when you have things like that, you're just like, oh, man, this is kind of this is kind of a pain in the ass. I'm having to play something I'm not really uh, wanting to do or not not really comfortable with in order to get this. But at least in that case, it's a grind when it's something that feels fucking impossible or impedes your progress, which means reverses what you've done. Then it just feels impossible. And you just go, fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to play this. This is dumb. So those are the those are the things that make me frustrated. And, you know, Miles, you're a little more you. I don't think you get as frustrated with things like that as as, as I do. I think you have a little more patience in you, but uh, I can totally yeah. see you sitting there going, I'm just not having fun yeah. and walking away. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, whereas, I was about to say it's whereas it was, I'm stubborn as fuck. And I just go, <laughs> I, I'm not giving up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I get those <laughs> moments. I mean, fuck Last of Us 2. I basically forced myself to get through the last half of that game. Um, yeah, I really wasn't truly having all that much fun anymore. Um, okay. But I mean, I, I have a, a, a bigger tendency to be like, why the fuck am I playing this? <laughs> like I'm not enjoying myself. So why the fuck am I doing? What this? am I doing this for? Yeah. What is this? What is this accomplishing? But it, it, it would crack um, me up every single time I'm sitting there playing ghost of Shima, having a fucking blast. And I hear you just fucking irritated as shit on the other line. And like and I was just, god damn it like and i i don't i don't say it to to truly criticize you it just made me oh, laugh because it's like I, I'm, I'm aware i'm totally aware when i do it like i'm absolutely aware like we I'm go like, to a water know, park just... and you like flog yourself while i'm going down the lazy river with the drink yeah it's hand. it's it's like it, it's like the guy who you know yeah i flog myself or i sit there and i say instead of getting a tan and using sunscreen i'm gonna bake myself in the sun <laughs> and get boils and blisters while you go and have a good time. Um, you know, it's it's the guy that hey, we're gonna go take we're gonna go take a walk in the desert. You should bring some water with you. Nah, I'm good. I'll bring some beer <laughs> and just dehydrate the fuck out of yourself. And then you're annoyed later, like, oh man, I'm so tired, so, so, so thirsty. Gee, I wonder why. But if you bring enough beer, then you just don't feel it and you don't care. <laughs> chugging the first 20 minutes so it doesn't get warm <laughs> um 
so anyways, sorry, sorry for the, the detour listeners that got us off track, but they showed off De- when they showed off destiny for the showcase and they were talking about the fact that it's going to be all in uh game pass. I immediately went, wow, I kind of wish that they had cross save available for all three systems. And I really do hope that's something Bungie's considering. I thought they did. They have cross save between PC and PlayStation. Hmm. Yeah. You can't go from PC. You can't go from PlayStation to PC to Xbox. Yeah, I thought you could. Uh, if you, you you can once. Is that what it is? If you if you yeah if you go over it's it's there permanently. It yep. won't come back. That's what just happened to me. Wait, what? When I moved my stuff from Xbox to PlayStation. Oh, okay. It, they even tell you in the morning. It says this is a one time deal. Can't yeah. go back. Yeah, I thought I thought for a second you you decided to switch your stuff from PlayStation <laughs> to Xbox. I'm like, why would you even think that was a good idea? Uh, no, but I get it. Uh, so, so I can make confirmation that is true. Yeah, it's current. Yeah, it's currently just a one time deal. So you would think that they would say, hey, you can do this, you know, from Xbox to PC to PlayStation over and over again. But nope, it's just uh, the only ones that allow you to, to save back and forth is PlayStation and PC. I don't know why. It's the weirdest thing. But that would be fantastic if they did that because I would really like to. There are sometimes I, I, you know, I think it'd be great to be able to just be like, all right, well, we'll I'll go over to Xbox and play with some of our Xbox friends, or hey, we'll go, we'll go back to PlayStation. Um. And especially with this new DLC coming out, it would have been nice to just go and like, all right, well, I'll bring all my stuff over from, from PlayStation Xbox and cancel my my DLC order. But yeah. partnerships do only last so long, so I don't know how long uh, Bungie will stick with the Game Pass train. Maybe you know, hopefully for the hopefully for the players, it'll be for a long time. But uh, I, I think just wonder what the kickback is for them because obviously you s- okay, so your developer. Bungie? Like as a, a like for any developer, you mean? Yeah, to go on to Game Pass. I would imagine Microsoft makes some pretty good incentives. Okay, that's that was my curiosity because obviously as a developer, you want cash. You well, since cash it's a, since it's a monthly going. subscription, it's probably based yeah. off of how many subscribers they have and how many players are playing their game. So, the probably so if a player is playing the downloads, their game, then they then they probably yeah. equate it to how much they would be making from that player right. for that experience. Yeah, I'm sure. It's um, and it's probably up to a certain share. percentage. Yeah. yeah, it's probably it's probably like a cutoff. Like, oh, you've made enough to equal this player playing or paying in full for this game, and we cut it off. The downside of that is if you don't own it, and let's say Bungie says, "Hey, we're not going to renew the contract. We're not going to continue with Game Pass." You lose all that, so you have to go back and buy it. You don't get to keep all that stuff. It's kind of the one the yeah. one of the downsides if they bring if they take away Hunter Call of the Wild, and they take that off of Game Pass. I ha- I own the DLCs, maps. Yeah but I don't own the actual game. So I could own the maps as much as I want, but I, if I don't own the game, then I can't play that. So when, when they showed off uh, the state of decay trailer, I was like, Hunter call the uh, call of the undead. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> deer that come after you. Of course, deer come after us sometimes regardless. I, thought, I was thinking it was an evil dead reference just because of the fact that the, uh, the dead deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had a, uh, you know, Psychonauts 2 showing off. Um, looks potentially fun. Uh, I didn't yep. really play much of the, the first one, but I know it's got a, a heck of a following. Uh, 
cool that it's uh, essentially narrated by Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah, he does the uh, he does the the song that they wrote for it. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's full narration. I would hope it would. Be. I think I think he plays that wisp thing that hit the 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 Toland of the game. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. They also showed off Stalker Two. Uh, I didn't play the first one. Uh, but so if- Stalker is only a PC thing. Yeah, and, I was uh, that was a that was a big big PC title, and the original developer had. Uh, they had gone under after after making the original Stalker games, and I think they had gone had started to work on Stalker Two before they went out of business, but nothing ever really kind of came from it. And the some of the guys who left that studio went into went into another studio. I guess I, I think some of them formed their own studio, and that's who's working on it now. So they have a lot of some of their old you know the old guard working on it, and a lot of new people, but. Overall, it looks, you know, it looks really pretty. It's the same, uh, same group that worked on, uh, Metro. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, so a lot of the developers that were working on Stalker end up go, going over to the, the other studio working on Metro and they decided to go back. Let's make Stalker too. I mean, you know, why not? We can get the rights to it. Let's do it. Yeah. Initially when it was opening up, I thought it was your, uh, your Russian game, the atomic heart. I was like, all right, cool. We're yeah. actually going to see like an update. Which- on- nope. I still haven't seen shit from. <laughs> I'm still waiting on it. They also showed off uh, uh, a cinematic trailer for Warhammer uh, Forty Thousand Dark Side or Dark Tide. Sorry, Dark Tide. It was a cool, cool trailer, but it's I, Warhammer. Yeah, Left for Dead. It's gonna be hit or miss, you know, because it's Warhammer. So, well, it's Warhammer Left for Dead. That's what they're doing, and the company that's making that, the last two games that they've made, I guess, are basically similar titles. Yeah that are kind of left for dead titles. So it's just kind of like, eh, they, they, they could be good. They could be crap. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it's a good reason to have a game pass. I did chuckle at the, uh, the, the one guy's it. flashlight yeah. going out and his buddy hitting his fucking rifle to get it to come back on. Yeah. Really, that funny. was funny. Uh, yeah. It was a well-made trailer. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine based off of digital foundry's analysis of it, that a lot of that stuff was actually in game or in engine because a lot of the uh, tech that they were showing off lighting effects and stuff like that. Particle effects are very much uh, capable and within their engine that they use. So yeah, uh, could be a good representation just graphically what you might expect from it, but that's about it since they didn't really show off gameplay. That's all we can say. Another game that did look like it showed off some gameplay was uh, the gunk. Um, I don't remember this puzzle game. It's uh, you you're walking around with that giant hand vacuum. Um, it sucks up nope. the uh, the pollution or whatever. It is. Nope. This was either this was either shown off after the showcase or I passed out at some point during the showcase. <laughs> I think this was during the showcase, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, it could have been one out. of the, the pre show ones. <laughs> I think it was a pre show one. Uh, looks looked pretty interesting. Uh, I'd be willing to more than willing to check it out. Looks like you're some sort of uh planetary scavenger and you hmm. happen to come across this weird substance on a planet and you know that's about all you can really infer from it really <laughs> but it looks like it's adventure puzzle game which is you know up any of our alley so. all right yeah there was uh, another one that was shown i think there was this pre-show where it was like a uh they had a bunch of id titles that they didn't show off uh, during that were that I saw trailers for afterwards, I think uh, one of them was like a, it's like a Viking uh, side scroller where you have a uh, side scrolling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 
think I side scrolling combat and uh, one that looked, looked like it was from Brawlhalla. Yeah, yeah, you know, with more realistic characters and settings. Yeah. So that one looked, you know, it looked pretty cool. Uh, like I said, they're showing off a lot of stuff for the showcase and making sure that everything's part of Game Pass. That was their big thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one that I didn't understand was showing off. Uh, they showed off a trailer for Watch Dogs beforehand. Yeah. Uh, the, the There was a pre-show thing. And it wasn't it wasn't during the presentation listeners. So Watch Dogs is not going to be part of Game Pass as far as we know so far. Um, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool if it was because then that means yeah, it, I can check it out without buying it. <laughs> I can check I can check it out and I don't have to pay any money and I don't plan on ever buying it. So that would be a reason to do it. But yeah, um, they showed off a interactive drama called As Dust Falls. Personally, I am kind of just not really fucking interested in interactive dramas. Uh, nope. Burnt out. Again. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm good. <laughs> they had uh, 12 minutes was shown off. That's the one where the uh, the spouse or the, the couple that re relive a home invasion like every or for like every 12 minutes. The guy, the, the husband's stuck in a loop. Yeah, so you basically have to figure out a way to a way to prevent it or somehow to stop it. Um, I, don't think, that minutes, I don't think 12 minutes is going to be enough no. uh, that or just, you know, immediately stand up from the dinner table, grab a knife and wait at the door. All right. <laughs> guy opens up the door just stab him I think that was in the trailer surprise motherfucker and it backfired <laughs> on him uh no they didn't sh- he didn't immediately get a knife he, oh, he okay. tried to grab something and then and then the guy beat the shit out of him and then the guy that reminded me of the, the home invader I was like is that was that hitman is that agent 42 <laughs> agent 47 or agent 47 yeah. I was like you don't have a just chance man agent 47 just call it a day <laughs> <laughs> it's called a dead. It is Agent 42 then. It's got Agent 47. The low budget one. <laughs> it showed off that fucking Tetris game. I thought they had already tried the uh, the whole online Tetris thing. They, they was... had an online Tetris thing. That was why I was so confused. Like, Did it bomb? It was, no. It, they, they basically had a Battle Royale Tetris game. Yeah. <laughs> that was available. Like, Tons of people were playing it, and now they have a new Tetris game that apparently there was another that's part of another Tetris game that was also on PlayStation. I'm like, so they're going okay. Like, how many times can you guys do Tetris? So, whatever you know, if you like it, listeners, cool. Yeah, I like Tetris from when I was a kid, and that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I kind of stopped playing <laughs> it after. Game Boy, Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo 64. <laughs> when I realized there were other games out there. Yeah. Someone introduced me that GoldenEye. I, I went by the wayside. Yeah. Uh, um, Square Enix showed off the, the Balan Wonder World. Oh, it's, yep, the uh, Sega Dreamcast Knights. Yeah. Uh, Look in the game. Some, <laughs> I guess kind of an action adventure platformer. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed uh, Sega Knights. Uh, I, I thought it was really cool okay. at the time. Had a blast with it. Uh, but I have no real desire to play that, that artistic style of game now. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to, listeners. It kind of it reminded us of old Sega titles that 
now we would just be kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's cool nostalgia, but we don't have a whole lot of interest in playing it. Uh, if I want nostalgia, I'll go back and play Mega Man or, you know, Metroid titles that I, you know, hold near and dear to my heart, but I don't have a, if I, if I am feeling nostalgic, that's what I'll end up doing. I don't want to play a new title that looks kind of like that. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Um, just nothing. Nothing about it compels me to want to actually go on Game play. Pass. I'm, I'll, I'll probably check it out just so I can review it, but I'm not, not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. So anything else? Well, since you got that theme going, we can hit up the other two uh, JRPGs they announced for it. Which ones were that? Uh, the new Dragon Quest, which I'm not a fan of the series, but looks like it had some gameplay updates for the people that are fans of the series. Okay. I was one of the ones that popped, and then. I could have swore there was another JRPG in there. There was. It was... Uh, oh, the new Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Oh. Yeah. I tried to... I already to... have Monster Hunter. <laughs> I feel like I don't need this one. <laughs> I, I tried to get back into it, because Fantasy Star Online uh, 2, uh, way oh, back in the, game. the GameCube days, uh, was a lot of fun. I had a lot of blast with it. and it, But I tried doing the, the, the latest one, and it looks good. Um... And there's even a, a, a good amount of, of customization. Obviously, a lot of it's uh, slanted around trying to make you buy shit. Uh, there's too much shit going on. Just like most uh, really involved MMOs, there's just too much yeah. shit going on. There's too much shit to keep track of. And That's I just fair. don't want to fucking play it. Same thing with Black Desert yeah. Online. <clears throat> there are other it. games I'd rather get to. Yeah. So... It's too much of a yeah. job, too much of a chore. Yeah, so that's why I don't like MMOs in, in general. That's why I'm not a fan of them. Uh, that's kind of why I stopped playing Monster Hunter, is because you know, other than the fact that you guys stopped playing it, it was the fact that like it was just busy work. It's not really in in the end. I feel like I'm doing a job in order to keep up with things instead of just enjoying the game and enjoying the experiences that I can add. Yeah. So. I, I have another, you know, I have enough problems with that with Destiny. I don't, I don't need this yeah. in another game. So, Monster Hunter is one of those things where I just got, I came to a point where I'm like I can't do this, I can't play this, I'm done, I can't do this anymore. I, I own the new DLC, the newest DLC for it. I played it a little bit. It wasn't that, you know, everybody talked about how, oh, it's, it's all this, you know, I don't get, I don't understand Monster Hunter uh, fans. I don't understand how you guys can play so much of the same fucking game so long and so often that you literally don't have anything else to do. Well, I mean, when they There's first showed off that uh, DLC, um, it looked like they were just, you know, putting a snow skin on it. I was like, eh, like I'm everything's really covered in ice. Yeah. Yay. Uh, I think this it actually might've given tougher. me that DLC because uh, my, my, I had to reboot my PlayStation that uh, other yeah. day. And now it says monster hunter Iceborne on it, even though, I've never picked up the the DLC since it's it. games as a service. It just has the cover. It doesn't have is that what it is? content. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was like, uh, kind of like, like, I don't think like I'm getting back had, to that. You, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like destiny. If you didn't have shadow keep, it still puts the symbol on there, gotcha. but you don't have access to it. Yeah. You don't have access to the story. I should say, I think you have access to the location. I can't remember how that works. If you've been playing the free to play, I have no idea. I feel like the indie ones, the only two that jumped out for me, uh, one was called Tunic, which looks like a very Zelda-esque game where you play as a uh, mouse 
running around with the sword fighting monsters and exploring dungeons. Okay. And the last one that really jumped out to me was the uh, the Falconeer, which is a open world game where you're riding a giant falcon. Okay. Doing dog fights and exploring. Yeah, that was basically that reminded me of uh, Panzer Dragoon. Open world joust. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I was going to say, now that I'm looking it up, the game that kind of made me laugh was uh, the independent game called Lake. Is that a male man simulator? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, you. You're a postage delivery person who goes around and delivers packages, and while you're doing this, you learn something about. I think the the creator said that you learn something about the people that you're interacting with and yourself. And I was like, when you <laughs> nope. say myself, do you mean me personally? Because the, the thing I'll learn about myself is that I don't like delivering packages. Uh or are you talking about the character? If you're talking about the character, then you might have me. I might I might try this. Anything else? Not really an update, but still enjoying Ghost of Tsushima. I've, I'm in the final act, I believe. Um, it's you know still a fantastic story. There's some very predictable uh, story tropes in there, but you know you're going to get that anywhere. So uh, it's been it's been fun. I'm still uh, still having a blast with it. Oh, I was going to ask you a question about that too. I'm already in Act Two. Is it better for me to start pushing more story missions, like so get some more unlocks, or just keep uh, doing? Well, the thing? okay. So once you get into Act Three, once you head to the far north, it's gonna lock you out of the rest of the island uh, for a period of time until you get certain things done. So, I would say get what you want done in the uh, the first two segments, uh, and then move on. But uh, I, I've still got a few locations I haven't finished out in the uh, the middle section. Actually, I think I might. It's have gonna just take me a while for Jen to start a wife and fa- to to get a wife and family. Man, <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? I should get everything I need to get done before I go to the north. I have been like finding uh, fox statues without the fox. Yeah, you've been finding fox statues without the fox. Okay, I've been doing that a lot more than I should probably. You're you're allowed to. It's not like against the rules. Skipping a step. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. They're, if you find just the fox, the fox doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm disappointed that you can't revisit the fox and pet him. No, the shit that was making me laugh, uh, Anderson, was the way you were, you, were, you were talking about it when we first started playing, was that you had already finished out your Legend of the Ghost, uh, your, your, your yeah. reputation. I, I was like, I there's did. not a chance in fucking hell. Considering I haven't yeah. maxed it out, <laughs> that's why I was really confused about the stance. I'm like, you haven't. You just started Act Two. Like, I'm like, how the hell do you have the stance? Oh, well, stance like, is you literally said, like, just a quest. It's yeah, I know, but it sounded. It's the way he made it sound oh, yeah. was that he got the stance and then went into Act Two. I'm like, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the death stance. It's pretty awesome because, like I said, you do that standoff, kill three guys, switch over to death stance, kill another three guys, so you can kill like six guys pretty quick. Now I'm starting to invest into the uh, the brute stance a little more, so I can start taking down brutes a little faster. It's decent. Yeah. I still think the best stance is the uh, the spear dance. Uh, I just like kicking people in the jaw, and knocking them up. Yeah, just kick them in the jaw and knock them on their ass and kill them. Freaking Chuck Norris your way through life. I've been doing it. I keep, like I told you the first time I really did this. Somebody and I kicked him off a cliff, and it gave me a trophy. Roundhouse back kick. Yeah, I'm at the point where I can only put points into the uh, the guiding wind for the locations. I have everything else. Oh, okay. Really? Yep. 
So does it keep going beyond that, like points wise? Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I haven't maxed everything out yet. Uh, it's just the that's all I have left that I could put points into. Wow. So I've got like I don't know four or five more points worth. Yeah. That's and then it's done. So interesting. I enjoy the fuck out of this game. Oh yeah, it's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've come across a few bugs now, but I can overlook those bugs. Yeah, I would say it's a better experience than The Last of Us Two. Uh, I, I took a video of one. I'm gonna have to see about if uh, if I can get it posted, but uh, it had me super jump up a cliff wall. <laughs> I, I jumped onto one of the little ledges that you grapple onto, and it shot yeah. me up past like eight of them. Just <laughs> goes and then yeah. skies like, in the oh air. My oh God. shit! <laughs> yeah. But uh, then the weirdest bug I had is I was uh, riding my horse, and all of a sudden my Jin gets off the horse. The horse stays still, but Jin's still going on riding an invisible horse. Weird. <laughs> I had one where I had the uh, the sword force field. That was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> where it kept acting like I was sli- uh, slicing my sword every, you know, like two <laughs> seconds. So I'd be walking around and people would be getting slapped out of the way. Yeah, I haven't had any uh, major glitches, all little stuff like you guys have had. Yeah. Um, nothing, nothing game breaking. Uh, but so far, you know, I've enjoyed the open world, the environment, everything about it, how it's built, uh, story wise, it's fantastic. And, uh, this is the best selling Western made, uh, actually one of the best, best selling Western games in Japan right now. Yep. that's mm-hmm. ever been made. I mean, they've had like 200, over 200,000 in sales in Japan and that's actually a big deal listeners for a game that's made in the United States. Yeah. About Japan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. About Japan. Uh, that's that's probably its biggest, you know, selling factor and the Japanese reviews that have been coming back for it are fantastic. They love it. So that's it's good to hear that fans over there like it. It's good to hear that their critics like it. And that's kind of more a, that's like a, this. That's a big testament for a game made in the United States about Japan, you know, about ev- events in Japan and about and, and that it that includes Japanese culture. So uh if all of you, you know, if, if any of you know someone who has a problem with, oh, it's it's misappropriation somehow to make this game, uh like you know, the idiots that said it was misappropriation for a white guy to play the flute, go and have an argument with a the Japanese then. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't agree with you. Lighten the fuck up. Enjoy life. Uh, one last thing to shoehorn in because we totally forgot to do it uh, last week, week before, whatever yeah. it was. Uh, Psych 2, Lassie Comes Home. Uh, oh, yeah. Movie was great. Uh, not as great as the the first Psych movie, but still a lot of fun. Uh, definitely yeah, worth it was the, very funny. Uh, the seven-day free trial on, on Peacock to watch. Yeah, I highly recommend doing the, uh, the free trial listeners. If you have... Uh, I think if you have Cox cable and or it's, and I should say Cox cable in some in some locations or Comcast uh, or Xfinity or whatever, then you might be like you're you might be qualified for a free subscription to uh, Peacock. So uh, but regardless, you can still do the, the seven day trial and you can watch it for free. It's definitely worth it if you're a psych fan. And uh, we had we had a really good time with it. We, we watched it. Uh, Miles and I laughed, uh, especially at the uh, dumbasses comment at the very beginning. So, uh, 
Anderson, did you have anything to bring up on it? No, you I fucking love that right? movie. I'm disappointed that there was no Scrubs crossover in the beginning, but it made sense story-wise. Since Scrubs is in a different universe? I know, but I mean, we <laughs> can accept they both they take did place do, in the They same did world. make the Scrubs reference, though, I which, know. Was, which was a good joke. Uh, the show was great from start to the beginning. I love the fact that you can see... From start uh, to beginning? Yeah. <laughs> I like Sorry, the fact I've been making fuck ups yeah. like that all day. I keep saying I keep saying post instead of yeah. instead of pre show. Pre show. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things that's great as a fan is that in this movie you can see the uh, tremendous uh, uphill battle the uh, actor Timothy has gone through and like how much he's improved. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing how much. Especially that final had. scene. That's almost a tearjerker. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a really good moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a uh, an overall good movie. It was just a uh, had a lot of good lighthearted uh, humor into it, and uh, you know, good heartfelt moment in it. So we recommend it. Definitely check it out. Uh, anything else you guys want to bring up? Paper Mario. I haven't gotten a chance to play Paper Mario because of my quest to uh, get exotics I've and played, stupidity. I've played a little bit more, but not substantially since our last cast. Um, yeah, listeners, the person we were going to be hoping for to give you a full review was actually going to be Josiah. And then he sends us a text saying, hey, another person at work got, uh, you know, got the Rona. And um, <laughs> we all went, damn it. So he's having to like since he doesn't have a, a mic with him to do remote, he's uh, having to stay off the off the podcast until may hopefully till till next week, hopefully next week. Well, next week we're not going to be doing a podcast. That's right. I just remember we're taking a break week. We're taking a break week. Uh, listeners, we're taking a break week. Yeah, listeners, <laughs> I should probably tell you uh, we're taking a break week next week. So uh, we'll try to come back uh, in two weeks and give you a full review. And in the meantime, in two weeks, I will try to sit down and make sure I play Paper Mario to give you a fair assessment of it. But right now, the only game we can recommend to you is Ghost of Tsushima because it's fantastic. We were waiting for a more in-depth review to see if one of us has beaten it. None of us has beaten it yet. But that Get game <laughs> has that much into it that it, it's not a game you can just beat in one even if I, if Even if I only got yeah, as far as true. where I'm at now, I'd still say it's worth the money I paid for it. Yeah, unless the this game ends my best absolutely terribly. Yeah. You know, which I don't see happening, but if... Unless it just Think is super cool. That's the only time we ending. see Serpico in, involved in the game. He just kills himself. <laughs> yeah. Which... Story was possible, can see. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been fantastic and it's gorgeous. You know, it's easy to just stop and start looking around <laughs> at your environment in the game because oh, yeah. it's that pretty. I think the only comment I heard graphic wise was this morning when I was playing and Jessica was sitting next to me drinking her coffee. She was like, "You could see all the blades of grass move and stuff." She's like, "But the waves always have the same. There's no break in the waves ever." They have the same motion. Yeah, the same motion over and over. But she's like, but they call the attention in grass, but not the waves. Well, to be fair, you don't spend a whole lot of time in the ocean. And that's what I told her. I was like, most <laughs> of the time in the ocean means I'm just time. trying to get to a secret spot or I'm just kicking somebody in the water so I can kill them. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching Brave New World on Peacock TV, especially since I forgot to cancel after my oh, free yeah. week. It's, it's interesting. Uh, good production value. Good acting. Uh, takes a lot of liberties from what I remember from the book, but yep. What's it know, about? It's about Brave New World. <laughs> the uh, the 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 book that was uh, written by H.G. Wells and uh, Aldous Huxley. 
it was it was a rec it was a uh, a staple read for me in high school, which it apparently wasn't for a lot of other people. <laughs> nope, I had never even heard of it, listeners, and I yeah, had read a lot of H. Shana. Wells. This is the first time I'm hearing of it. Yeah, neither had Shana. So. So. But basically, it's a uh, condi- uh, societal conditioned uh, society where th- there's no emotions, uh, there's no monogamy, there's, um, you know, your your emotions are controlled by a drug called Soma. Yeah, medications. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, pharmaceutical company sort of takes over the world via, you know, complacency. So. Which so. is kind of what equilibrium is about. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, very similar, actually. Uh, just yeah. less violence. <laughs> less gun kata. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you like high production value, basically dramas, it's it's worth a watch. Sci fi drama. Lots of TNA, so not not recommended <laughs> for uh, young audiences. I just now finished the uh, season of Creep Show, and that one has been very well done. It's on Shutter. Very inspired by the first two movies of of Creep Show. Yeah, even down to uh, there's even a couple episodes directed by Greg Nicotero. Which is the more or less he was George Romero's apprentice turned on to his own group beyond that. Okay. And now Stephen King even has a little cameo in there too. That's not surprising. I mean, he created the original, yeah. so. If you're a fan of the first two Creep Show movies, you will enjoy the TV show. All right. It's good to know. And I think Shudder right now, I think I got the membership and it's like five bucks a month. But if you're a horror fan, it's definitely worth it. I really wasn't wasn't impressed by Shutter, to be honest. I'm a big it, horror. The catalog's fan. gotten a lot bigger. Okay, this was years. This is years yeah. ago. So when it first came out, there wasn't much to it. Yeah, but you could tell like the fan the base has kind of grown the, it. Yeah. In all fairness, listeners, the only reason yeah. why I had the uh, the subscription to it was so I could watch the uh, the Ring versus the Grudge. Which, <laughs> if you haven't seen, you absolutely should see. It's, it's fucking the movie's so terrible. It's funny, that, don't we? I think we do actually. I, I thought we, we called it Dirt Face. Yeah, the dirt face death. God, dude, made me laugh so damn hard. Dude, you were basically in tears laughing. So fucking funny. Movie's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listeners, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you for listening to us. Really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. Miles. Anderson. Keep on geeking on, and we're out. Salutations of peace transmit out from me to you This ass reporting live with none other than Fort Knox 5 And how do you do? I know it's been a long time You've been waiting by the speaker for someone to spit it to your plane But now you rockin' with the best in this year Award winning and all that goes before the name And accolades are cool but what's important is you feel me Really that's my only motivation That way I won't be rhyming just to hear myself talk Having a one-sided conversation This is music with a meaning Party with a purpose Being smart with the art makes the average folks nervous But you deserve this I figured why not Ask you with your service Come smell the shit I got Hands up and wave them in the air. You gotta get up, stand up. Like you just don't care. I and I got the supply. But when the demands up, fear ain't an option no more. It's time to man up. Put your hands up and wave them in the air. You gotta get up, stand up. Like you just don't care. I and I got the supply. But when the demands up, fear ain't an option no more. It's time to man up.
put your hands up and wave up in the air. You gotta get up, stand up, like you just don't care. I ain't got the supply, but when the man's up, fear ain't an option no more. It's time to man up. In the nation's cap, biggest star on the map Where everything is fair and the living is real The politician's playground, you better know your way round We all fall victim to their will and deal For every statue, monument, or museum You see along these tree-lined streets You'll see the forests of the poor Who do anything and more out there Just to get something to eat Hell yeah, it's a shame But who do you blame when the victim and the crooks Could be one and the same Your vote is a joke and it's never gonna change Hate is the new love, normal's the new strain Yeah, you wanna change, well I take a revolution And be the solution, I wanna go get Gotta think for yourself and be your own leader Cause all of us are lost in the bushes Don't know shit Put your hands up and wave them in the air you Gotta get up, stand like up, you just don't care I ain't I got the supply But when the man's up, fear ain't an option no more It's time to man up, put your hands up And wave them in the air you Gotta get up, stand like you just don't care I ain't I got the supply But when the man's up, fear ain't an option no more It's time to man up Thank you so much.